0: Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for June 15th of 2019. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. Oh, I'm Cameron Walsh from HockeyHats.com. We have a Stanley Cup champion. St. Louis Blues won Game 7. They have their first ever Stanley Cup. Uh, They previously had, I believe, the longest drought, which now shifts over to the Maple Leafs. Uh, normally, that would probably be a bad thing for Toronto fans, but they're they're busy right now celebrating the. I basketball. don't think they
1: care. <laughs> I don't think they care right now. <laughs> nope.
0: And nor should they. So, um, we will uh, talk about the Stanley Cup Final as soon as the Stanley Cup Final ends. We have uh, a trade with Washington and Philadelphia, some divisional rivals. Uh, Radko Gudas, Matt Niskanen. Um, we had two buyouts today. For two crappy defensemen, no, (laughs) Jack Johnson did not get bought out. It is Mm. Dion Phaneuf and Andrew McDonald. And lastly, uh, Jordan Eberle uh, re-signed with the New York Islanders, five years, five and a half mil per year. Um, And We'll uh, talk a little bit about that. But we're going to start with St. Louis. Finally, been a long time, and, and quite frankly, <clears throat> haven't really had a ton of great runs at it. The Pronger years were pretty good, but the the Avalanche were kind of always the problem there. And um, you know, for a team that was sitting in last place in January, uh, quite the turn on. What a what a season for them.
1: It's it's interesting because didn't they have like a massive run of always making the playoffs?
0: Yes, they were always a a good team, but yeah, they just never were you know significant. Well, way, do you really? think about
1: it? They had Colorado in the West, and they had Dallas in the West,
0: and Detroit. So, yeah,
1: all the way through that period where they, I thought they were quite good, like you know, Stanley Cup contenderish.
0: Pavel Dimitra, you, uh Pronger, uh,
1: Tachak, Like you know, they had some, they had some good teams, and it, it always kind of felt like the goaltending let them down, and that was kind of the story of this year. They refused to walk away from Jake Allen. And then when they did, and they got, you know, above-average goaltending, they just took off.
0: It's funny, because Jordan Bennington, there's nothing about his career that would speak to that. And it just goes to show how much time they wasted on playing Jake Allen, of all people, year after year. Not saying they would have won a cup, but...
1: No, but there's... There were underlying signs with Allen that he he's not a number one goalie that you can play 60 games and have success with. There'd been nothing in his career that had shown that, that he was consistent enough to do that. And as soon as they were, like, you know, not that Jake Allen's probably going to care, but if I was St. Louis, I'd be looking to shift him uh, onto somebody that thinks that they need an upgrade in their goaltending and using that cap space somewhere else.
0: I mean, yeah, but... I don't know what the market is for a team winning a Stanley Cup while benching the guy, because he was obviously not good enough.
1: Yeah, but you've got teams that aren't actually at cup level. Like, that's the thing. You're going to have teams that are like, well, we need an improvement in what we've got, and Allen will be that improvement. I just, you know, I just think they got to try and get rid of his, his contract. Every team has contracts like that, but goaltending is, is the worst to be overpaying at a position
0: yeah he's a 4.3 for another two years.
1: All right, I just saw a tweet pop up. Pittsburgh trades Olly Mata to Chicago for Cahoon and a fifth round pick. Tell me tell me that's like not us breaking news on the podcast
0: <laughs> That
1: was from Darren Dreger.
0: I see it and it's got the blue check mark and it is him. It's got the million followers. Ah fuck. all right. Well, there's a curveball. I mean, it's good content. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would like five minutes to think about it. Uh, oh wait, it sucks. No, I don't. I, honestly, I don't even know who. Uh, Cat Hunt Thank was. you.
1: Thank you. I have no idea as well. So, well, I'm hoping it, he's it's got. It's a salary no... dump,
0: mostly. I yep. would imagine. Uh, um, that's what all it right. Feels well, like. we can tie this into the Niskanen thing as well because I have some thoughts about. All right. He is a Czech winger. He's 23. Um, In fact, I haven't heard of him. He's not tremendous. He had 30. Okay. He had 37 points last year.
1: He's under a mil.
0: Okay. I can see where they're going with this, I guess. Yep. All right. Not not a lot of power play points, so that's good. uh, For say his Dominic Cahun, Cahoon. gonna have to learn it, don't know it, Cajun is, don't know He's it got on got the podcast, but I'll learn it, <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose as I'm searching up some uh, information about this guy, you know, the Ali Mata thing, you know, it's kind of been a coming,
1: yeah, yep, absolutely, um, it's just like you said, it would have been good 18 months ago.
0: Yeah, you got to get ahead of these things, and it's obvious that they didn't really think highly of him anymore. So it, it's a little bit weird. Um, waiting that. I long feel like put.
1: I feel like this general manager is reactionary. I don't think he ever really gets in front of anything, and you can still strike out some quality trades in that mode, but in a cap world where you're a team that is pushing the cap every year. You kind of have to be in front of it, and, and he's just not that kind of... Uh, that said, I think 80% of the general managers in this league are exactly the same as, as Rutherford. Um, they've not changed their thinking in regards to where in a cap world you have to get rid of the bad contracts at their peak rather than on the downward slide.
0: Yeah. So, all right, Dominic Cahoon. On the surface, I'm thinking not so bad played all the games last year i think the um majority of his 37 points were even strength and he had a 1.89 points per 60 and he plays center so if they want to move bugstad to the wing or be a little bit more flexible not not a terrible thing and it's not horrible value for Olimada, in the sense that you waited too long and you have this 23-year-old 37 points is nothing to sneeze at Uh, I think you have to realize how tough it is to produce uh, at 5-on-5 in the league so um, especially you said his cap hit was a mil? Just under a mil let me see here What's Matt is Mata four or is, Mar- is he three something? He's four point oh eight three. Why do I All know right, that? So- I've had to write it a million times. <laughs> so they saved three mil. Yeah, and right. uh, he's signed for just next year and he's still in RFA. So um I got some control. Not Not bad. The fifth round pick, whatever. I'm I'm fine with that. I, I the problem I have is the waiting too long when you kind of knew he wasn't part of the plans. And also, the moving him as if like he's, his cap hits the problem. Yeah.
1: And look, to be honest, if they could somehow manage to move Johnson, I almost would give Rutherford a pass. Do you know what I mean? Getting rid of Johnson and his cap hit without getting anything back, which is almost impossible to think, they suddenly have six million bucks. Right, and you go right. You could do something with that as long as you keep Phil Kessel.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I,
1: I think I think he's got one more year before you have to seriously consider going. You know what? He needs it. You need him out. I like you know. how we've just been talking about got to be ahead of the curve. I legitimately think that's what we need need to do.
0: Yeah, and so, I've said that for a while. You got to reevaluate Phil after every year. Um, I'm still on the keep train, and I was somebody two years ago that said, Hey, you got to really look at this at any point. This could come undone. Uh, doesn't mean I'm saying trade them now, but you got to look. And yeah. I think we're in that gray area of maybe rolling the dice one more year. It might, not, it, it might not turn out good to keep him. I, I still would roll the dice on that personally, because the return is, they are very limited. They don't, they do not have leverage, Um uh, I don't think Rutherford's played this card quite well. Uh, and, and Phil, you know, Phil knows his CBA bargained rights, and he's, he's going to do what he wants. And some people will think that, you know, rub people the wrong way. Uh, I'm not one of them. I think, you know, that's what he signed on his contract. And I think there's also a little bit of, uh, you know what, fuck you.
1: <laughs> oh, I was about to say, I think Phil... Phil Kessel's fuck you factor is very high, uh, and because with that, I, I think he's got pride in what he does. I, I fully expect him to come out this year at the start of the year, and go nuts. I just like everyone sort of says he's so laid back. He is competitive as fuck.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Can't Personality's see... not. Um, on ice. He, he's played in so many consecutive games. Like he, he is committed to the sport. He, he yeah. Like,
1: like I could see him and Gino going nuts this year. Seriously. With the way the way management have treated Gino, I can just see him going, Fuck you.
0: And he's, he's been got in a terrible lot of pride. situations. Yeah. Like I Toronto know. Media and all that stuff. Like he played right through it. He never requested a trade from there.
1: Nope.
0: And, you know, oh dear, I'm gonna play on top power play line and Yeah, Mike Sullivan might not like me and put me on a third line, but I'm going to play with Dominic fucking Cahoon now. (laughs) And I'm going to put up 100 points. Dominic Cahoon's going to score 40 goals. It's going to be great.
1: (laughs) Jeez, we're optimistic, aren't we? (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) It's crazy because I'm just, obviously, I'm just glancing over this guy. Um, his possession is fifty percent. It's positive relative. His expected goals um, is forty-seven, but it was a positive for the Blackhawks. So I think there's a lot to to be had here. Twenty-three, um, entering you know strong years, and um, I think uh, I think they did good here to shave the salary and get a. I think an under the radar kind of guy that can contribute offensively, and at
1: worst, uh, like this is the thing: I don't know whether the guy can skate or not. Right? So if he's if he's quick, I don't even know if team, he
0: has both arms or not. <laughs> I don't he, think I've ever
1: I'm seen assuming that. he has a head. Like yeah. I'm assuming that's the case, but he, if he can skate, then I'm even happier again because this team needs speed. And if he ends up being a bottom six forward who can skate and has some form of hands, then, you know, pat on the back, Jim Rutherford. Now, what they do with the cap space is the important thing here. He's done the first half of what needs to happen, opened up the the cap space. Now, does he go and try and utilize that cap space right away, or does he hold on to it, wait till the draft, and look to move Johnson And get more cap space and then go and have a crack at a u at a ufa and if they're in all if they're in win now they're all in for that which you know they are i want them to go for somebody crazy carlson (laughs) yes like i said somebody crazy i the i don't know whether carlson like you assume carlson wants to re-up it at eight years or seven years at the least if he goes to ufa right do you get there and say, hey, we'll give you X, play with this for one year. You, you saw what Kawhi Leonard just did. Give it a crack with us. You get a quality defenseman like that in the back end, and you've suddenly got Geno happy again.
0: Um, our friend Andy Smith with an uh, interesting factoid on the trade right now. The most recent first-round draft pick made by the Penguins still in the organization. Sid the kid, Sidney Crosby. Because <laughs> um, you forget that
1: Gino got drafted before him?
0: Yeah, right. Uh, and then, you know, had to basically espionage movie to get himself over here.
1: Fuck! You get there and you go, Gino. Well, you, you, even further than that, you think about it, it's like you had Whitney, Orpik, Fleury, Gino, Sid, Stall. And that there's just two left <laughs> out, of, out of that ridiculously good run of drafts and not really missing on any of their picks.
0: Yeah. So Cahoon, um, I'm looking at his most common line mates, and it was Taves and DeBrincat. So he, according to Jim Rutherford, who's uh, been quoted through the Penguins' official Twitter, Speedy, versatile player, capable of playing all three forward positions. So, you know, I'll take that at face value. Okay, he can skate. He's listed as a center, but um, clearly did not spend most of his time there last year. Uh, And and that's fine because you have Crosby, Malkin, Bugstad that can all play the middle. If you can uh, maybe slot him with Malkin, you know, I don't know if he'll necessarily get 37 points again with Malkin because you know Jonathan Taves is a top 100 player and Malkin isn't so it would be really tough to expect him to up his production <laughs> with a worse player um you know <laughs> uh
1: Jesus Christ <laughs> um yeah yeah so the possibilities are there you're absolutely right so, well done. Like, you know, I I have been hard on Rutherford and, and very frustrated with some of his contract signings, but it does feel like he wins a lot of trades. And we're saying that at the moment where, where Kahana's has not been on the ice at all and all that kind of stuff, but on face value, he's got cap space and an NHL player that can at least play. So...
0: Like, I get it. Or some of these moves, I, I just don't. I, I get this one. I under You're cutting salary. 37 points is nothing to sneeze at. If he can skate, he's young. He's cheap. Okay. Let's see it. Um, this is probably going to be one of those trades that even if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to do revisionist history and go back and be like, what the fuck was he thinking? Um, kind of like the no, Broussard it trade. It didn't work. I, I, it, I don't think either of us have ever criticized the Broussard trade.
1: No. The, the logic behind of, it was fine didn't work
0: absolutely um there's plenty of other shitty moves to to legitimately um <laughs> complain about but um yeah this is so fitting for the blues just an afterthought for most of their franchise and then we're talking about how good they did and then boom <laughs> hijack the podcast
1: yeah that was a complete gear shift sorry st louis
0: um <laughs> you know just quickly on st louis um, glad to see the celebrations um, the thing I liked, um, selfishly about it was, um, Fish was, they opened their summer tour in St. Louis and were playing <laughs> during the game. And, um, during their first set, when, uh, they're playing their last song of the first set and, like, you know, it's Fish, so the songs are <laughs> elongated a little bit. But, like, halfway through... <clears throat> People start cheering really loud, but it wasn't one of those, um, didn't make sense musically, you know? But, mm. you, but, but you knew what was happening. <clears throat> and um, the band picked up on it, and the energy in the place was pretty cool. And uh, they teased Gloria within that song to close the first set. And then they opened with Gloria the second set, and then they played um, Loving Cup. The second song, which is usually an encore song for them, as a nod to the Stanley Cup, so thought that was cool. And I think They're, at the um... end of the show that Trey had a, one of the inflatable Stanley Cups he was lifting up. <laughs> Somebody must have thrown on stage. So um, would have been a pretty cool evening to to go see a fish show in your hometown on the night your hockey team wins the Stanley Cup. Good times, I imagine.
1: Are you uh, fishing again this summer?
0: Yeah. Yeah, in two weeks or so. Oh, yeah. I think I'm actually going to Philly. Technically New Jersey, but it's Camden. It's across the river.
1: I forget all those states are so close together.
0: It's like literally... Philadelphia is literally across the river from the, the venue, but it's technically New Jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, it's good to see Brad Marchand cry and fuck up the line change that led to a goal. Um, I thought the Bruins really played well in the first – like they kicked ass in the first period, and the result they got wasn't really deserved. They should have been up. But it's one game f- series, shit happens, you know.
1: It's It is interesting when a team does that well in the first and they get no result I I just wonder how hard it is to come out in the second period and get back up do you know what I mean like that would be so deflating to go in after the period you've had you've given it your best period probably for the seven games in the last game at home you've killed them and you're down
0: yeah and st louis did improve after that period so it it was a lost opportunity and the bennington save later in the game was outrageous (laughs) yeah like i could see boston easily coming back to win that game if they're only down one and they kept pushing because anything could happen but not getting that they just the wind was out of their sails and that was that st louis did a, a wonderful job shutting that down bennington um, what a performance and, um, Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, what can you say?
1: Shit bloke. Yeah.
0: Um, broken <laughs> rib for most of the playoffs. Um, well-deserved Con Smythe, in my opinion. And, yep. you know, guys like Phil Kessel get labeled a loser and then they go and, Honest to God, he should he should have a Smite. Sid stole that one. Yeah, time. but yeah. um,
1: well, no, the Canadian media stole it from him. It wasn't Sid's fault.
0: Uh, no, no, obviously, it's not. <laughs> obviously not. Longest tenured first round pick of Penguins, not his fault. But um, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, I, I think a lot of things I've seen here in Western New York is uh, a little bit of anger about the trade. <laughs> in hindsight.
1: Yeah, so, it felt wrong at the time. Like and just you're yeah, happy for a guy that gets labeled and, and and does well. You know. I I'm happy that that a guy got labeled in Boston and he's the guy that sort of fucked it for him. So, you know. Those my cats. No, that's my cat. She just got on the desk. <laughs> I
0: think she... um, so, congrats, St. Louis, but we got we got so much to do now. That We right, got to move. We got to yeah, move on. What a curveball um, <laughs> thrown our way. So, Matt Niskanen got traded to the Flyers, and we will talk about that. But, uh, I do want to address Niskanen on the Penguins, because... A lot of the Olimata. Oh, yeah, good point. Promise and people thinking uh, what his perceived ceiling was, I think, was based off of his rookie year, which was really good. But it was in a bottom pairing with a guy like Matt Niskanen, who was a top four caliber player. They were getting easy minutes. And. (laughs) It was a great situation for any player to be in, let alone a rookie. And, you know, the the cancer, the injuries, those are all legitimate things that held Mata back. But over the course, as the sample grows, I continue to believe that, you know, he's a, He's like I've said, a chameleon. And that year, he got to play with a legitimate partner with the easiest minutes possible on a pretty damn good team. Like the defensemen ahead of him were Paul Martins on one pairing and Chris Letang's on the other. You know? Yeah. No, it's, look. It was 2013-14, I believe. Yep. And it works. Like. But since then, he's just kind of like, meh.
1: Yeah, but like you said, Chameleon, he plays okay with Letang, not great with Letang, and you kind of can't burn Letang with that. It's the thing with Dumoulin. I think Dumoulin's great playing with Letang, and Dumoulin's good with everybody else. Whereas with Marta, Marta was good with Letang, and then meh with everybody else.
0: And, so, and meh being probably kind in some scenarios. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes because with Trevor was, Daly, it was a disaster. It, it was. It was.
1: And, and, you know, you no one will forget his party hard attitude post-cups, so that's fine. Um, you know, what can you do? Yep. No, he, um... he's, normally, every team bails out the Blackhawks. I find this odd.
0: Well, Blackhawks are an interesting thing because most teams bail them out. Yeah, no, I know. That's and, the thing. And, but they seem to bail the Penguins out. The Skidari thing.
1: Oh, yeah, actually, I'd forgotten about that. It's a very good point.
0: <laughs> uh, now... Uh, Olimata could have been traded for... Like, the Penguins weren't going to like take a hit trading him, it's not like trying to move Jack Johnson Um, you know, they gave up a decent young forward from all Mm. that I'm seeing so far
1: and the other thing with the Blackhawks is, I keep forgetting this they do have the number three pick in the draft so they could use the pick properly or they could trade it away and sort of try to, you know, re-up right away So I'd be really curious to see what they do.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of the feedback so far that I've uh, scrolled through has been positive for the Penguins.
1: Well, good work, Rutherford. I said, though, it all comes down to what he does with it now and whether he can get rid of Johnson. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> he did try, though. No, not, not going to argue the effort. The effort's there. Really makes you scratch your head on how you sign a guy like that, but whatever. Um, so, Matt Niskanen goes to the Flyers. He's got two years left at about 5.8-ish, I think, 5.75 mil. And Ratko goes to the Capitals, and he's a pending UFA. Uh, he was in that $3.5 million range, but the Flyers are paying 30%. So the Capitals get cap relief, and I've always been a pro-Niskanen person, but his last year was not very good. With Dmitry Orlov, he was an expected um, overall, he was a 44% expected goals player, and a lot of that time was with Orlov, who they just invested heavily into. It wasn't a good 2018-19 season for Niskanen, Uh With two more years at close to 6 mil, I get it from Washington's point of view. I think it's a really not a bad thing for them to get from under that contract. And... I think Radko Gudis, believe it or not, is actually pretty good from what I was uh, looking at today. He's an Gurdos, idiot, but
1: Gurdos can play when he's not being a tool.
0: He's not like Simple awesome, as that. but he's functional and all of his uh, possession and expected goals and points per 60 were better than Niskanen last year and they, and they've he's he's been fine. He's I, I think I wrote about him today and called him Matt Cook, Cook light in the sense that he doesn't do uh, quite as many of the dumbass things. Matt, did. Yeah. <laughs> but as players like a depth defenseman or a third line player, pretty comparable in the value on the on ice product when not doing stupid things. I think it's a great trade for Washington because yeah, um, if they have interest in keeping Carl Hagelin, they just freed up like three mil to do it. Um, Nick Backstrom is a pending UFA after next year. With Gudis being a pending UFA and the Niskanen contract off the books, you now have more wiggle room for that kind of contract. I uh, I like it for Washington. Uh, I, I don't, like, hate it for Philly, but they're really banking on Niskanen bouncing back. And I don't know what evidence were there is to think that it's likely just because he's playing with Orlov who I think pretty highly of. It's not like he was, you know, playing with Jack Johnson or Brooks Orpik, something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, the other thing about it is we were just talking about,
1: um, the, we were just talking about getting in front of the Kessel contract. This is one of those situations where Niskanen was far from terrible last season, but he wasn't what he was from the previous few years before that, right? So get out in front of it. They've shortened the length. Like, say Goudis is bad this year, right? They've shortened the length of that contract by a year, and it's cheaper. So this is actually being proactive in regards to trying to make sure that you don't get stuck under a uh, contract you don't want to be under. So I like it in that concept, but I think I think Gut is complete. I think you could put him on a second pairing if you had injuries, and he wouldn't destroy you. Which
0: it might destroy someone else and be suspended.
1: Yeah, but he's not go- he's not going to kill your output, and and that's probably the the big thing when trading away Niskanen is that you know that he's usually positive. But like you said, the past season, it wasn't quite as, as good as he has been in the past.
0: And he's 32, so. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's my concern uh, from a Penguins standpoint. And, you know, Rutherford just made a decent trade, in my opinion. So, I um, <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> go back to complaining or pitching about him but i yep. i there is potential here uh tom wilson got in like totally bought up all the real estate in rutherford's head and totally derailed the penguin speed skill approach yep. that's how you got ryan reeves and all the the size and, and grit and pushback or I forget what phrase they've been concrete
1: skates just the slowdown of the team in general
0: pushback was that is that the penguins i think so it's tough to keep track um now gudis joins tom wilson (laughs) i hadn't even thought of it in that context good god yeah okay so yeah gudis was on the flyers and in the division but the flyers weren't really relevant the Penguins didn't view them as a roadblock to the Cubs. And quite frankly, I think the Capitals have been a bigger rival in the Crosby era than the Flyers. I don't know know if that's controversial or not, because the 2011-12 playoffs and the um, Talbot-Shush series was obviously (laughs) very intense. But I think over the years, it's been more so. Washington and Pittsburgh have been up there it's Bad just win. who's good at the time, yeah. yeah
1: um, that's what it comes down to. How many times do you have to go through a team to to get to the cup final? Like, that's pretty much how it works.
0: But now that you got both of them on the team, and you know, you talk about pushback and stuff like that, I I just hope they don't react to having those two guys there and double down on what hasn't been working. Like we, the the mod of cap space saved. That's great, and, and this Cahoon guy, from the surface-level investigation I've done on him as we're talking during this podcast, it, it all looks okay to me. But it gets undone if you overpay Michael Furland. Yeah. And here's the thing, Rutherford, when he circles around a player, he will circle back. That's how the Broussard thing went down. He kept kind of circling back to make it work. Uh, he doesn't really have to circle back and have things complicated. Furlan's at UFA. And the Penguins were interested in him at the trade deadline. He's a big uh, kind of player, but I, man, I wouldn't want to be the team to give him his next deal. I'll tell you that.
1: No, no, no. That's, that's the, well, it's a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, because he plays that heavy style of game. It's the it's the same problem with the Hornquist sort of signing. You and you look at um, Simmons, those sorts of players, it's like you, you get to this age in their careers, do you really want to go and fork that out? Because they're gonna want money, they're gonna want term, and they're gonna fall apart. It's it's just it's just the sheer reality. It's it's
0: difficult. So you know, I, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think it, the chance is greater than zero of responding to that trade. Yeah. Because they will view Washington as their direct competition. Mm-hmm. Because of the playoff format. I can't blame them there, but um, the the pushback in size and – combined with the Bruins and the Blues and all the talk about big boy hockey being back, it's it, it worries me just a little.
1: Well, what worries me is the, the lack of penalties that have actually been called in the Stanley Cup Finals. It does not encourage a team to go skill and speed because you can't skate through all of that and succeed or it's ridiculously difficult to do so so you do need size to be able to withhold all of that physical contact so whilst you and i may not like it because it's shit to watch it's kind of the reality like i'm assuming you listen to the 31 thoughts podcast i
0: actually don't i just read elliot's 31 thoughts um both him and merrick
1: made the point that it is a different league in the playoffs and it's like if they're willing to admit that considering who they work for and you think about the way the NHL really tries to to manage the message of what it is if they're willing to say that kind of stuff you know there's no there's no hiding it that that's what the teams need to work out they they need to go right we've got to somehow get ourselves to the playoffs but have a roster that's big enough that you can deal with the fact that they're just not going to call any penalties. It's just the reality.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that. It's just... Just shit to watch. I don't think Michael Furlan's going to help even in that setting.
1: <laughs> no, but like you said,
0: you and I'm, get I'm the idea Claire in Rutherford's head. No, no,
1: I know, but you get that in Rutherford's Ted, and it starts to become... <laughs> So it's become problematic. They just have to get rid of one more, one more overpriced contract.
0: No, they they, they pre- need to get rid of Gabranson and Johnson. I'll, I'll say that. It's seven million if, of fucking dog shit.
1: Okay, so if they get rid of both of those, but still, but only save three million on those, they can go after Carlson like crazy fuckers.
0: Yeah, I'm good with that. And you know I. I wouldn't even be so against going after or getting rid of uh, Schultz.
1: No, no. Well, it, it's one of those things, but they're. All
0: right. They you want to go crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I, I still think that Subban, Kessel, Schultz thing makes the most sense if you're going to move Kessel.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm saying this on the whole. I don't want Kessel to go. I still want him here for the year. So I am Correct. Trying, I, I'm. Correct. I'm, I'm there. Yeah,
0: but if if he's yes. going, the, I don't want a Jason Zucker. I want like a PK Subban.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. and I'm fine moving
0: on from Schultz. Who you're gonna keep playing him with Johnson? It's gonna be a fucking disaster, like it was. And um, you know, Schultz needs to be sheltered too. The reason he bounced back with Pittsburgh is. He His was. <laughs> deployment was not like it was in Edmonton. He wasn't relied on to do everything like that.
1: No, that's right.
0: And you know, breaking your ankles not helping the cause. But he wasn't great even away from Johnson in the sample uh that he had. Did you go
1: up? Did you go after Jake Gardner?
0: I mean I think you know Jay Gardner's pretty good. Yeah,
1: I know. It's just it's uh, the, the cap a... hit. Writing blogs for me now. There you go. <laughs>
0: Which is great because I haven't had many great ideas because I haven't really been putting in the time lately.
1: We do have to log back at the podcast at some point in the off season and do that Sliding Doors Penguins moment thing that cropped up about a month ago on, our t- on the Twitter feed. The w- what was and it? i have find it. It was the moment in history. The penguins. Oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: was a good yeah. question.
1: It was, and we'll get back to that's that. That's a summer we thing, haven't...
0: and we will. Yes.
1: Yeah, we've probably I got mean, three weeks of active stuff draft, on the moment. The...
0: Free agency, like that's not the time to do it. No, no,
1: but it hasn't been forgotten.
0: Oh well, it was by me, but not intentionally.
1: <laughs> um. um Yeah. Look. I know I sat there and I'm like, go after Carlson, go after Carlson, but that's not as realistic as I think maybe going after Jake Gardner in free agency. If they can somehow squeeze out another three or four mil from the salary cap this year, and they could do that if they just bought Johnson out. Cause the retention this year coming is, is not much in regards to how much would be retained on his salary. It, it gets higher the year he just after. Can't
0: play. Whatever. Yes. The cap things are real. He yeah. he can't play for this team. He's dragging everybody back.
1: You so know, if even he wants if to six hundred and
0: fifty k. He's fucking the team over.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but he it's one of those Three point
0: two five, which you know,
1: he's just just killing him. But that's 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 the it's the way I, I sort of look at it. I, I want one more contract. Out and I know you, I know it's literally Johnson and Goodbranson should go because they Goodbranson's too slow for what this team needs to play. Uh,
0: there's and another guy need... I wouldn't mind losing, but mm-hmm. that horse is fucking dead. He's a forward, but you can't guess.
1: No, literally right now I'm having a mind block.
0: He's um, a really good passer. Definitely helps with controlled exits and entries. He does all the heavy lifting for Crosby and or Malkin. That was, that was lame sarcasm. It's Hornquist.
1: Oh, Patty. Yeah. I've given up. I think the problem I have with that is I just don't think I, that, yeah, you're right. The horse is bolted on that. I just can't
0: see that happening. But that's 5.3. Either. Yeah.
1: they have, They have assets that are movable right? The issue you've got is Hornqvist has conditions on his contract similar to Kessel and that makes moving him harder and I don't I can't oh, I'm not going to revisit that. Um, so yeah, it's just I don't know this team is really close to being highly competitive for the Stanley Cup again. It's also really close for them being terrible. Like it's so it's it is so close.
0: I'll say this. The, the trade they just make, I, le- I really like for the forward. Dunk. They really needed that. And Mata doesn't move the needle defensively at all, really. Um, he's expensive for what he was doing. And, you know, to cut salary and get a, get a guy back that has an offensive pulse, uh, even if his quality of teammate was decent, uh, well, Newsflash, we, they can replicate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he seems to be diverse in his ability to play the different positions. So now you got, uh, you know, I know I already said this, but Bugstad, center wing. Um, isn't McCann a center wing?
1: Yeah. Well, they've got, th- as far as I'm concerned, what goes on in the forwards at the moment doesn't really worry me if they, if basically Malcolm Crosby. And Kessel are still there in Gensel, Gensel's obviously not going anywhere. With everything else they've got around them, that, that can work. Right? So if Hornquist moves, or if Bukestad moved, you know, if that happened, I'm not particularly concerned about what goes on up front. If that second pairing doesn't get any better, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You can only hide one it, it pairing in the wipe.
0: NHL. It... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It doesn't matter. You're right.
1: <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Did I hear you just crack a beverage? Have you already started coming oh. up with terrible puns? Uh,
0: it's a triple IPA, and it's the second uh... one. So... Oh, God, I'm... Actually, I'm stuck i will, for the rest um, of this. I will promote this. Not promote, but um, there's a beer I saw at the store. It's called The Goat, the G-O-A-T, and it's a cartoon picture of a hockey player with blonde flowing locks and a joffa helmet well how can you not go for that <laughs> so it's wayne gretzky it's from uh is how do i pronounce McKellar in san diego it's a triple ipa i think it's 11 point something and uh it's fine um oh, i gave it a a fine it's uh i i like the uh triple ipa my local brewery does better but I just wanted to try something different, and um, yeah. So, yeah, hockey uh, hockey beer for the hockey podcast.
1: I will go back to the point I made before we got sidetracked. If that second pairing doesn't get any better, and, and how they go about doing it, it correct, it doesn't. And that's the thing with Schultz. If, if, he, if he is moved to bring in somebody that you can rely on a little better, great but if he's still paired with johnson or good branson you're still fucked so you know good grief
0: well you want to see something i found right now or hear something i just found i
1: was on gonna elite... say we're not video we're not videoing this
0: on the elite prospects page for um Cahoon. his under 16 yeah. year in 2010-11 in um it doesn't say how many games or wait it does holy shit in 30 games how many points do you think he
1: had uh with the way your tone of voice is 120
0: uh, uh you're 86 short <laughs> what 69 goals 137 assists 206 points <laughs>
1: Okay, so the kid has a history of actually having some skill.
0: I mean, I don't know what the fuck the league is, but in 30 games, it's really tough to do that, even if the competition sucks. Yeah. All right, then. I just thought that was funny. 206 points. It is. He did have 126 the year before in his under-16 league, so he was probably 14 then, or maybe even younger.
1: it's i i do find it amazing how highly like those numbers are ridiculous right so as you get older those numbers are always going to come down but you're all i'm always curious in regards to where does where does that output disappear to as they like what changed it was it just that he was really big compared to everybody else or Just as people got older, they got better skill sets. I'm always curious in regards to how that output just sort of tapers off.
0: I mean, quality of league and such. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm kind of uh, excited to see this guy play.
1: But you're right, his biggest concern is going to be having to play with a non-100, top-100 centre. Correct.
0: Yeah, the struggle is real now for him. I still say though, I,
1: I stand by this. This team can be a cup contender again if that second pairing is is not a crater. The third pairing okay, so, team can be so hidden.
0: let me let's let's get specific on that. How can they make it okay? Let's try obviously they feel Petterson's replacing Mata.
1: Yes. Let's put Pedersen
0: with Schultz and go from there.
1: Oh, I'm trying to convince myself they can get Jack Gardner now. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's going to cost about seven. Yes. Which and, is, is fine. I think that's fair.
1: Yep. And they can move somebody. They can salary dump something, salary dump something to make that happen. Or buy Johnson out
0: and it can still happen. I like where you're at there. No assets given up, you know, use that cap space. It's really damning, though, the good Branson and Johnson contracts would literally get you Gardner.
1: The, the other thing you is know, with and it... That's not yes. to assume
0: Gardner would wants to play got in a Pittsburgh want to, or anything got to want to like cu- that. Yes, yes, but there's all of those just, factors. Just close to market value of what we think he would probably go for. Or any player of that caliber, like... It's just frustrating to, to see that self-inflicted cap space just go poof.
1: It's just... Uh, hitting my head on the microphone. Oh, so frustrating. Do you want to move on from the 40-minute diversion? <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess... Much like the the Bruins in periods two and three, the the wind is not in my sails anymore for these other topics.
1: <laughs> well, we can just we can just leave them go because they're uh, going to still be sitting there.
0: I I mean we can do a little bit here. Uh, the buyouts so Finauf and Andrew McDonald. Uh, the Andrew McDonald one I, I have more to say about than the Finauf one. The Flyers, when they signed that on day one, it was laughed at, and rightfully so. You you just have to have a basic understanding of hockey statistics that uh, you could find at War on Ice, or Natural Trick or Corsica, or Extra Skater. Like, anybody who knows how to operate those sites would have been like, yeah, don't fucking sign that guy for six years and over five million. Uh, but they did, and they took their medicine for five years, and now they're gonna buy' him out for the last one and It's been you know the flyers they're they're they've been in a weird spot for a long time of are they rebuilding, are they retooling they're not really pushing to be contenders and that, so that so contracts... is it really hurting them yeah, but yeah, it is because they played him, yeah. It wasn't just it wasn't just the the money; it was the role, and they did a just a terrible job, and it hurt them a lot. And I don't blame them for buying them out this last year. Um. So yeah, and not to hijack the topic again, but uh, Micah tweeted out his opinion. He said Olimata is slightly below average defender and Dom Cahoon to Pittsburgh is a slightly above average forward. And we both value Micah's outlook and certainly do. process. Um, so this is... Uh, okay, so as I say that, I'm going to shit on the goal of replacement again. So just remember that Olimata is about worth the same in that metric as Chris Latang, So. Basically, we traded Chris Letang for this kid. <laughs> so, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. So I don't have anything more unique about the the buyout thing. I I looked at Jack Johnson's naturally today when I saw that. I think he he would he would be a low cost like one point two mil, but it'd be for like seven or eight years.
1: Yes, but the thing is though, like for me. The real important one is this year, this season coming up, I think his buyout cost is only right. 200000 or something Let like me that. And this. for me, for me, that gets them past the, the shit that they need to, to get past.
0: Let me ask you this. Drafting at, are they 21? What, what pick overall? Are they 21, 23? Something, so, like, something that? like that, yeah. What is worth more, the player you're going to get there, or 3.25 million in cap space?
1: The 3.25 mil for this team, the way it currently stands, so... they've already they've already burnt their pipeline of young guys coming in, and Sid being able to make them competent top six forwards. They've burnt that pipeline now; that's gone. So
0: you can, and trading waiting away on it is we- that, would be yeah, a weird you, you, move.
1: You don't have the time to wait on that 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 draft pick. Trade him, trade that pick.
0: I would package with Jack Johnson and get him the absolute
1: out of there. Absolutely, and then suddenly, after the draft, when you're leading into free agency, you've got almost 10 mil sitting there that you can go right. We can at least either have two players to fill our second line pairing, two five million dollar players, or you can go right. Let's ante up and and I would overpay. I would overpay Gardner. And, and well have why not be... get Carlson
0: and Gardner if you move Hornquist, right? Let's let's go.
1: <laughs> We're going for complete overhaul. It's just that the Johnson one is, is doable, I think, if you add the draft pick. Like you could literally shed his entire salary for a first round draft pick and send him off to somebody that needs to get to the floor. You know what I mean? Like that's that's doable. Yeah. Like that that one's actually doable. So you just If you can do that before you get to free agency or before you get to the week of chitty-chatty before free agency, you've got a much better idea of what you're doing. And, and I know there's still these good Branson on the roster, but you can hide him as a third pair. Mm-hmm. That's all. You so... So, ugh, so close, but so many juggling balls.
0: Would you like some comedy? Somebody retweeted, uh, not that K Smith. So it's Kevin Smith. We can call this the Cahoon Amada What a wonderful trade! (laughs) I like that. I do too. It's pretty good. Um, What the? Oh, Jordan Everly was the other one. You know, the Islanders are in just a a wonky spot. No problem with term or price, to be honest. I,
1: I honestly think he could have got more if he'd gone.
0: Yeah, I don't know what his motivation is. You you, you toiled away in Edmonton. Yeah, the Islanders had a pretty cool run this year and, and played above um, everybody's expectations. I uh, just... Really? You're going to not ever really test the market and you're going to go play for the Oilers and Islanders it's just weird. I
1: I think for me it's I if I was him I'd go why would you want to play under Lemorello that's the thing I don't get why would you want to have a, a dick that won't let you facial hair And you know what I mean like there's so many things with Lemorello that I just go as a player in this day and age no thanks
0: <laughs> yeah So, you know, for Islanders, it it doesn't really hurt them all that much. Um, I think they're going to fall into a trap, believing they're better than they were. But we'll see.
1: I wonder how many one-and-done teams there are. That, You know, I think of Carolina. They winning, in, won the Cup, missed the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? Then there's... The Islanders, you know, I kind of agree. I think that's the case there.
0: Colorado had that year where they were PDOing out the ass, and then look how hard it was for them to, and they sort of slide back were in. Really bad for a bit. Yeah, they're, and they're that's on the up, and up
1: though. They are, but the reason they were bad then was exactly what you know you think is going to happen to the Islanders. They they thought they were better than they were, and they made some bad free agents decisions. And it went sideways real quick. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't be upset if that's the case. I don't think there's a team I dislike more than the Islanders, to be honest. That includes Philly.
0: They should fucking move them.
1: (laughs) You've said that for a while.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's half kidding. I I, I don't like teams because they obviously have fans that care about them but that arena situations still up in the air it's it's a weird existence for them and it has been for quite a quite a while and they just haven't been a really good franchise at all since the The full since wayne gretzky said no more (laughs) those teams were great but it's um those teams are also older than I am. And I'm 36, so.
1: Uh, I didn't realize you were three and a half years younger than me. I should have remembered that.
0: <laughs> I'll be 37. It's coming.
1: Yes. You know what? I don't want to talk about anything else.
0: No, You're the, the mata trade yeah. was perfect. It literally broke. <laughs> two minutes into this thing <laughs> and you know what I think we did pretty okay learning who that fucking guy was on the fly
1: thank you everybody well, for your free resources <laughs> thank you everybody for holding your resources for us out there on the internet
0: It uh certainly interesting uh congratulations to the St. Louis Blues really sorry about that <sighs>
1: Because probably, they're really going to care.
0: Probably only would have talked about them for three more minutes. But <laughs> But I, I, I like having different cities get that experience. I think it's selfishly um, good for USA hockey.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: More interest in the sport. Uh, not that St. Louis is a bad uh, hockey city. I know that they... Um, they are not, but winning Stanley Cups sure ramps it up, and that'll be that'll be a good thing. So, um, listen, we got the draft coming up, we got free agency, so get Jake Gardner watch going because he's coming to Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> I'd like Can, to see what you Cam end up writing it. about it.
0: I probably will now that you you know it, it, there's a, it all depends if they if they believe Petterson's a top 4 guy then no chance
1: Yeah and that that probably worries me a little bit that they think he's a a top 4
0: you know what i mean Mhm That's the worry And Schultz is a real wild card at the moment Here's the thing I don't get everybody seems to be super confident that Schultz is going to get like this huge raise and I I just don't see it. Yeah. um, It's not like he last year was a wash season.
1: But he's got I think he only I think all he needs to pay him seven. Yeah. I think all he needs to do is is come out and show that he's he's competent this year. Bad injury. Anybody that pays half attention knows that he played the rest of the year with Johnson. Um, you you sit there and think to yourself, but all you right. You've
0: got to give him proper deployment, and you're going to pay a premium for that? I Teams will.
1: Well. I, 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 I think you're taking the sensible thought process here, but we've seen that general managers convince themselves that they need uh skill set of x and they will overpay because they have to have that skill set and you're right he he needs to be a second pairing defenseman um and if you get the most out of him having him as a third pairing defenseman on your second power play unit if you're only paying him for four and a half mil you i reckon he'd be go he'd go gangbusters but that's still an overpayment for a third pairing defenseman
0: So, all right. Well, that's that.
1: What an interesting podcast!
0: Right. So now, <laughs> I think I gotta write an article. Maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. That's ah, tomorrow's right till Day. I don't feel like it. Mm. I'll do it now. Laptop's in front of me. Good idea. So, uh, thank you as always uh, for tuning in and listening. And, uh, do the iTunes thing, rate, rate the podcast, how you see fit and, you know, go to the Facebook page that I post once a week.
1: (laughs) Well, at least you're doing that. I'm not even putting the stuff up on Patreon like I should. I do them in bunches. All of a sudden there's like 10 episodes and there's like 30 and there's like 30 for four weeks and then all of a sudden they're all up again. I get very inconsistent with putting them up there. So at least everybody can still get to the feed, though, through the RSS feed, so that's all right.
0: We struggle to schedule these things, let alone everything else that oh, comes with it. Yeah,
1: I know. Moving to the East Coast did not help us. <laughs> uh,
0: so we'll uh, we'll see you next time for, for draft and free agency. Uh, exciting, exciting time of the year. So uh, thank you again, and uh, see you next time. See ya.